This is Chris Osborne from Play Comics, and you are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is part two of my chat with Steph the Crab, and part one was released last week, so if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you go check that out first. This week we continue our chat talking about being passionate about hobbies and that sort of thing, and then we move on to sex, basically. We talk about sex for about half an hour, maybe even 40 minutes. We talk about all kinds of different things. Uh, Dick pics and nudes, sex, genitals, the stigma of sexuality and sex, uh, flirting, communication with sexual partners, confidence, insults, all that sort of thing, as well as child development and sexuality. And I even speak about Sigmund Freud and his ideas on the psychological sort of approaches or his psychological approaches to the development of children and how that can affect you in the future, Um, as well as we talk about fetishes and we also talk about censorship. And then the last 15 or so minutes of the podcast, uh, we discuss uh, Dude Where's My Challenge, which is Steph's brother's uh, YouTube channel that he does. Um, I kind of describe it almost as like jackass, but for YouTube. Um, So if you want to go check that out, check that out as well. Some of the things they do on there are pretty ridiculous, but quite entertaining to watch. Before we get started, there's a promo for the hashtag no offense podcast. So be sure to check those guys out once you're done listening to this episode. As always, guys, thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back at the end to talk about what's coming up. Hey, this is Chris from the Hashtag No Offense Podcast. What we are, a weekly podcast of just three average guys from Tampa, Florida, sharing a few beers and a few laughs. Topics ranging from music and movies, to kids and marriage, to current events and social commentary, all while putting our own personal touch on it. Check out this clip from our most recent episode. That was amazing. I don't get what this woman's thinking, dude. She's got like a 40-pound fucking beast in the airport on the thing. Did you see the pictures? No, I didn't. It was loose. It wasn't in a cage, dude. It was just, it was perched up on her fucking like luggage cart, dude. And she's just trying to roll it up into. The, she bought a seat for it. She thought that would make it okay. She bought a ticket for the fucking. Well, peacock. at least she bought a seat for it. But I they mean, told her ahead of time. Apparently, no, this is not going to fly. And she just brought the fucking thing in. Well, like, do peacocks fly? I don't. Think do they? I don't know if they can fly or not. I don't know. I wonder if she plays that Katy Perry Maybe. song "Peacock" when she uh, walks around. I want to see your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. <laughs> I don't even know that song. I don't even know that song. And, and did you did you pull up the lyrics to that song on your? Laptop? I wanted to make sure I got it correct. <laughs> you did. I knew it. I saw you look. I, I mean, I like the song, but I, I, I wanted to make sure at, I got it correct. I, I, s- I want to make sure I got the right number of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like what you heard, search for hashtag No Offense on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix, and look for us on social media at HTNOS everywhere. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people, and I'm your host, Mike Burton. Like with them, um, because with you on YouTube, what, what a lot of people don't get, which is very impressive, like lots of hobbies, pretty much all hobbies, I think, take there's the is the amount of time that it takes to do stuff that people don't see, and then what people do see. You know, yeah. when you see footballers, obviously, I have a big issue with footballers getting paid the amount they do. Yeah. However, they do get up ridiculously early all the time. They're always training. A lot of them, like when it's in season, don't drink, don't do this, don't do that. They're very strict with fitness because they're running around for 45 minutes, then running around for another 45 minutes. You know, it's. It's very physically draining, and that's respectable. And with a lot of sports, it's like that. Or with people who make... You get people who draw and art, and you go, God, you're such a good artist. It's not like they just picked up a pencil. In 10 minutes, they drew, like, the Mona Lisa. It's... They have to spend ages working at it and getting better and things. And it's like... With you on YouTube, as uh, from my experience, obviously, because I did YouTube as well, people really don't get how much work you put in. No, like, no. They see a five-minute video and they go, I don't know, it's half an hour to do. It's like, are you bloody serious? Fucking it joke. It takes forever. Yeah. It takes forever, especially ones where you have a lot of uh, maybe d- different type of scenes with a lot of different cuts, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it can be quite long. And I'm surprised I've stuck at it as long as I have. I mean, mm. I release one every week. Yeah. And I don't know how I manage to keep up with it, especially mm. with my, my 
life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, it's incredibly commendable, and that's what I'm saying. It's what's so impressive is because um, you say you've been doing it since May 2016. So we're recording this. I mean, as I said, I think at the start, I think I'm going to be releasing this quite soon. So uh, this is in this is actually on Pancake Day. Was we're recording Pancake this. Day, Pancake yay. Day, and neither of us have had pancakes. The best day ever. What a travesty! Neither of us have pancakes on Pancake <laughs> Day. So, pancake podcast flop. And um, <laughs> just like a pancake. There you go. You got the yay. pun. And um, yeah, it's. It's really commendable of you sticking out for even. I'm not saying you should, obviously, but even if you quit after two years, which I don't think you should. I think you should keep going and follow your dreams. But even if you just did it for two years, that's so impressive of having the the self discipline. Because when it's something like YouTube or podcasting or anything like that, when you have to when you have to put your own time into it and you have to self promote and it's not for any obvious goal, you know. When it's football, it's most of the time it's playing a team beat the other team and then keep doing that and eventually you'll get into better leagues and then eventually there can be prizes or this that, and the other when there's other things that people are passionate about like drawing or uh crotcheting or uh podcasting or anything like that where there's no specific goal it's just you start at the bottom and you could be mike could release a podcast and it could never get more than 100 listens and that could be it but equally you can have it where it could explode and millions of people could listen to it, which is quite unlikely, but it could happen. <laughs> but it's having the discipline to, of when you're sat there by yourself and you can you glance on Facebook or whatever and you see everyone's out drinking or partying or doing this or doing that and you kind of look at your TV or you look at your game console and stuff and you go, oh, I kind of want to be doing that, but no, I'll, I'll stick by it, I'll do this, I'll get this done. And there's that satisfaction, that feeling when you when you release a finished product. It, it, it's it's really I recommend it to everyone who hasn't got a hobby. You know exactly, exactly. I mean, you do release some videos that are absolutely fantastic, and, and it is sad sometimes when I release something that I think is amazing mm. and it doesn't really get much views. Mm. But then I, I think my most viewed videos where I do underwater breath holding, yeah. and a lot of it's perverted comments. <laughs> a lot of it is, mm. um, but I guess you know. It's the internet. Roll with it, exactly, exactly. I mean, I've got a bunch of people on Snapchat who send me dick pics every day. Well, you're you're female, and from all the females I know, um, they all have to be very careful with Snapchat because they say you put your Snapchat on public for five minutes, you get a hundred dick pics. Yeah. And I like there's <laughs> there's some guys I know who have uh, sent dick pics. Um, to it. like um, I'm not, not going to name them, but we know uh, <laughs> we we know one of them um, who sent a dick pic to someone else that you may know. Um, and it completely threw me off. I was like, he, he did it? I was like, I thought, what? And he's a really nice guy, but I was just well confused. Because and... I don't know what's really attractive about a dick pic, though. I don't know what's attractive about a dick. Like, dicks are gross. <laughs> I, I... I don't know. They can look a bit cute. That sounds really weird. <laughs> I hope a woman never calls my dick cute. But... <laughs> I hope a woman never calls my dick cute. That's not, that's not what I need in my life. That's probably not the best thing that you want to, yeah. No. <laughs> just, give, just... Your, give your cute dick over here. That's oh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not sexy. That's just... I would make me like turtle. It would just go in a little bit. Just freak out. It's... Uh, but it, it's so... <clears throat> dick pics are so weird. Like, um, I've sent one dick pic in my life. Okay? And that was only... And that got leaked on the internet. Oh, I'm God. joking. <laughs> It's not an attractive picture. Oh, I sit on Snapchat, so I don't have it anymore. But um, it, it's with a, a woman that um, I was sleeping with at the time. And, um, you know, it was just late at night. I, this was, it was semi-recently, to be honest. But um, <laughs> it was um, first dick pic ever. And it was only because uh, we were kind of hot. We were like sexting in a sense where we were just talking about we want to fuck each other. That You know, that sort of yeah. thing. And you're both getting, you're both not with each other. And you're both getting more and more like, I just want to fuck something. And... Um, <laughs> And she sent me a picture of herself topless and stuff, and asked um, for a picture of it. And I was like, I was like, well, she's already sent me a picture of herself topless. I can't back out. It's not fair. If she's done that, then I have to trust that she's not going to take a screenshot of this. And I just said, I was like, please take a screenshot. She's like, obviously I won't. I was like, I'm just really paranoid. Okay, I'm not saying I've got a small dick or anything. I'm just saying there's some parts. There's I will talk about almost anything, and I'm an open book. But my genitals is probably the only thing about me that I don't really want everyone to see. It, it's just not. It's and that picture I took of myself to me is gross. I mean, to her, she found it very sexy at the time. Because, but there's a lot of things with sex that I find hilarious, which exactly. is I think sex is one of the funniest things in the world. Oh god, it's so funny. Some of the things, that but you it's say, also the best thing in the world. It's, it is. It is. It's, it's one of the best things. Damn good. It's, it's thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah. But it's. I think. I think it's weird because everyone's got well. Men, probably not, but girls have hundreds of nudes on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I accidentally set my tits about three years ago 
on Snapchat for some reason. Really? I didn't mean to. <sighs> and my boobs just was on my Snapchat story. And I didn't know how to get rid of it. And I was calling my friend like, how'd you get rid of it? How'd you get it off? How'd you get it off? <laughs> I bet like, a lot of guys were looking at that like, how do I get that off? <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, and you know, it's, it's got to a point now where I don't really care yeah. maybe about like nudity and stuff. I'm just like, whatever, I've got tits, whatever, you know. I, I imagine if, if I got... It's one of the things, I really don't want my dick pic to get leaked or anything no, like that. No, but no, But like, if it did, it wouldn't really... If, if it did, I'd kind of... I'd roll with it, kind of like with the bullying thing almost, where it's like, if you... A lot of celebrities, sorry, they had nudes released, they freak the fuck out. They make a big deal about it. And what happens is, when they make a big deal about it, more people want to see it. Yeah. Like Jennifer Lawrence, for example. Oh, yeah, uh, her one. She had loads as well. And she made... Like, understandably, it's an invasion of privacy. I can sympathise. That is... Yeah. The amount of pictures of her that were out in public, that was... No one... I would never wish that upon anyone, really. But, like... When she is making a big deal about it, saying, you know, I can't believe anyone's looking at this, being disrespectful. As soon as people did that, anyone who hadn't already seen them was like, oh, wait, she's got nudes out. Oh, and oh. she's saying and she's saying that she doesn't want people to see them. They must be really bad. Let's go take a look. And that's what happens. And, like, and then to be honest, technically, I've seen them and they're, they're actually quite innocent. They were like the ones that... There's, there's a few. There's one with her with cum on her face. Oh. And there's one where she's bent over. Oh, I over. haven't seen that one. Yeah, I don't know if you can find them anyway. Oh, I'm being the, I'm being the bad guy now. <laughs> there's one which was mentioned in South Park and... Um, um, while watching you South actually Park, went out and looked for I did because in South Park there's a South Park episode where she's um, where Cartman goes like um, he's like um, that chick from the Hunger Games you know she got that picture of uh, uh, her vagina on the internet you know and, and I was like I was talking to the guys because I was with Kieran and uh, Reese at the time and I was talking to them and um, and Kieran was like oh yeah have you seen that picture and I was like oh, I've seen the picture of her topless uh, and he was like oh there's more than that picture and I was like is there he was like mate there's like 60 pictures like all of her nudes got leaked and I was like what so I went on there she's <laughs> it's so bad I apologise Jennifer Lawrence if you're listening <laughs> I doubt you are but you're beautiful I love you but sorry <laughs> she's bent over and there's some guy with fingers like in her vagina like that and taking a photo so you can see her asshole her <laughs> slightly open vagina and her on her knees and I was just oh, like oh wow that sounds brilliant I remember seeing that and I was like this is an alright pic but I was just like he took that picture like having Jennifer Lawrence bent over in front of you you have two fingers inside of her and you're taking a picture I can't even if a woman <laughs> if a woman just takes all her clothes off in front of me my brain stops working and I can, all, if I see breasts that's it if, if I could see potentially <clears throat> fun bags fun bags chesticles loads of great names for them <laughs> like, I can I can seem as fairly intellectual at times I have my moments but if if there's a woman topless in front of me I can't think of anything to say my brain just goes to mush and it's just like the, the, the part of your brain that's just co- the cognitive thinking part goes and the animalistic sort of instinctual part comes to the forefront and you can only really say sexual words <laughs> that's about it that's, uh, uh, but um yeah i think if, if my if, if my god forbid that dick pic got out and everyone saw it i would just go along with it but uh, you could yeah. have said it for someone else's like it depends on sort of dick pic though because mm. if you had the one where you've got like the camera like below you and you've got your face in it and you look really <laughs> i like... made sure my face wasn't in it uh, it's, <laughs> it's about i think see here it, it was that angle i've never taken a dick pic i don't, just people who watched who obviously can't see me and imagine like kind of laying on the bed uh but your back is curved upwards against a pillow so you're kind of like laying sitting almost and my hand and the camera was basically where my thighs are yeah or maybe my knees aiming up okay so it was like from basically just under my chest under my nipples from there down basically <laughs> but and so you couldn't see my face in it fortunately oh, but I, you, i've seen a lot worse oh yeah well you know, <laughs> it, you know i'm I've seen ones where people held it against a corona bottle. Oh, so they're trying to show off how big it is? Yeah. For Christ's sake, guys. And it's someone that he's spilling me at school as well. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's... And then he's like, delete that. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's mine forever I ain't going to delete that. You sent it to me without asking. I'm yeah. not going to delete it. What's up with unsolicited dick pics? Like, if, like, obviously, women's breasts are fantastic and I could look at them all day and many days I do look oh, at yeah, them Oh, yeah, they are beautiful. But, and women's vaginas, they look nice. I don't... They do look pictures. a bit like Predator, though, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> depends, on the, depends on the labia, I suppose. Depends how, how oh, wide I don't they know. are. Yeah, it depends because some people, I don't know. Have the flapping, have the clapping. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that one where uh, someone's got like a hairdryer or something and uh, something's blowing anyway, causing the vagina to flap and they put googly eyes on it? And it looks like it's speaking. I've seen that. Yeah. Yes, the googly eye one. Yes. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, actually. I think one of my exes showed me randomly. And I was just like, what the f- what? I, was, I don't even know what the hell it was for a second. I was like, wait, is that, what is that? What? <laughs> but um, vaginas, I think... I think breasts look the best, and then then vaginas, then penises. But then I'm a heterosexual male, so you know. But I think balls look the worst. I think balls look. Oh yeah, right. they're a bit, they're a bit weird. You, you can get 
there's penises that vary it can vary a lot in uh obviously there's shape there's size um <laughs> there's color not just of race but you know you can get 20 white guys in all different shades of all yeah, dick, yeah and you can get some are smooth some have got bends in them all kinds of like great shapes and sizes much <laughs> like breasts but like balls are just they're so ugly <laughs> like, they're so weird aren't they yeah they're, they're not tell you what they are the funnest thing to have in your mouth though yeah, see, the thing it's is, like a squidgy gobstopper. Oh, God. Oh, see, I don't oh, like no, having... you could just play with it. It's just weird. It's squidgy. And... It's, it's, they are weird. Like men, all men know what balls are like a lot more than probably most women know because when you're when you're a little boy and probably when you're a teenager, a lot of the time, I, I, the guy, so some guys, some of my mates do, still do it now, they just fondle their balls. They'll just be, just be sat watching a movie or by themselves or just, I've done it a couple of times, um, sometimes just having a piss. I'm just like, what just am I doing? My, just kind of want to feel my balls. And you just kind of feel them. You go, yep, yeah, they feel <laughs> the same as they always kind of have in a way. But it, it, it's such a weird texture because it's almost like, it's like the skin on your elbow, but on the inside is like eyeballs almost. Oh, yeah. Of, it's really weird. But the, oh, the one thing that, uh, any guys listening to this are going to hate me for this, but like the tubes that come from your balls that go in you, Ooh. you can feel you can feel them and it's horrendous. Oh, like, God. I don't... Ah, oh, God. I don't... Can, oh. It's, it's so bad. And oh, no. Any guys listening can probably feel them and they'll probably see them Oh, go, no. I'm feeling a bit... Oh. Uh, you yeah. can oh you can feel oh you can do that and on the ball sack between you can feel the tubes oh, and that's homework to do guys don't do that guys please next time just go I'm sure all your balls I'm sure most guys have probably tried it because just feeling around it men touch their gen- their own genitals so much that it's just to be yeah. honest with you even when sometimes when I just feel like I'm just watching a film sometimes I feel myself playing with myself but not in a sexual way just because just vaginas are fun yeah vaginas they are, are fun they are that's fun. a good thing Vaginas are definitely fun. They're fun but things. They are. A lot of, a lot like, of fun, love fun bags, fun things. The fun things, exactly. It's, um, I just, I've, sex is, it's such a peculiar thing in it where now where we've, with the internet and we're becoming such more of a liberal society, it's becoming a lot more accepted, you know, the free the nipple movement and all the, the sort of women's marches, all these sorts of other things that are great. But it's like, so many people are still so prudish. Yeah. And a lot, like I would, I would love to talk about sex. I would love to talk about sex all the time, you know. <laughs> and I can't at work because obviously workplace you're not meant to talk about sex, so inappropriate. I've skirted around ideas and stuff, especially if I ever flirt with any of my coworkers, mainly the men. Because <laughs> you flirt with a male coworker, and there's no, I, I don't have a worry of me coming off the wrong way and making anyone feel super uncomfortable, you know. <laughs> and whenever a dude flirts with another dude, and they're both clearly straight. It's always very funny. But um, <clears throat> there's talking about sex. It's everyone does it relatively um the way humans are made 99 percent of the time is by sex obviously you get in vitro and these sorts of other uh, ways of doing it but the, the main way is, is sex you know most people born are bo- excuse me are born because of sex most ugh, i keep burping i apologize guys and <laughs> okay. very rude to you as well i'm sorry it's all right. and um a lot of people they have uh everyone has relatively everyone has sex um some people are asexual that's fine but generally speaking most people have sex yeah. and it's it's such a a lot of people in little tight groups talk about it. Like friends, often I know that women often talk about it quite a lot in small groups. And guys do as well. I think in different ways. I'd be intrigued to find out what. But it's it's just weird to me that so many people are so prudish. And oh, they're so no, scared. Yeah. And they, they don't want to talk about it. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk about what we're doing in the bedroom. It's like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, the worst possible thing that you guys could be doing is probably shitting on each other. Oh. Cutting, <laughs> cutting each other. Pissing on oh, the wounds. God. Wearing gimp masks. Wearing <laughs> And if you do all that sort of stuff, it'll be like, it's okay. You're, I don't Not my mean, sort of cup of tea, but whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, there's people I know who like who do like gimp masks. I personally can't stand them. They freak me the fuck out. Oh, they it's, do look a bit weird. Well, I just find, for me, I like the, obviously I like the human element of it. And I like seeing the woman's face, especially yeah. when they're coming, you know. When they wear a gimp mask, that dehumanises them, which freaks me out a bit. And it looks like you're fucking like a teddy or something. I don't know, it looks... Because you get those really weird-looking ones. Yeah, there, there's a lot the of... The dog ones. Have you seen the dog gimp masks? I've seen the bunny ones, oh. where you get the big bunny rabbit ears. Oh. Like, like, like big bunny oh, ears. Oh, but isn't that like... like um, what's Playboy it called? Things. Oh, Donnie Darko. Oh, like the bunny in that. Yeah, a bit like well, that. Well, maybe, I suppose. But his face probably wouldn't be good in blowjobs. Though, with it's really kids. funny, actually, with, with sex and stuff. Because I, um, unfortunately, at the moment, I haven't seen my boyfriend in since December. Um, oh, wow. We used to see each other all the time. But then um, his dad's come back from Thailand and all this whole stuff. So I can't actually see him as much as I can. Next time I've seen, seen him is my birthday. What, and it's going to be like that for next year. Uh, 
in a couple of weeks, two oh. weeks' time. When did you? Oh, so what's the date? 24th February. Oh, nice. Well, the, happy where birth- legends are born. Thank happy, you. <laughs> happy birthday for them. Then. But I find myself a very sexual person. I flirt with everybody. Well, not everybody, but people at work, especially when a good-looking guy comes in. I'm yeah. like, oh, you want a membership? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, like the other day I had a gentleman come in and he was very, very good-looking. And at one point I just felt like just saying, fuck me now. You know, that's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, sex is amazing, and I, I believe it's one of those things that you should really have on a normal, regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I agree. you're just like me, like a dog in heat. <laughs> I've um, I I'm quite fortunate in the way that since uh, losing my virginity, um, I haven't gone for more than six months. Uh, Go on, you. What well, the thing is is that I'm not some sort of you know, I'm not some sort of uh, what's the word uh, stud or anything like that. It's nothing like that. It's just I've been in quite a lot of like year, year and a half long relationships. So I've I've just always been in the relationship. So it, that's kind of how it's worked out. And then whenever I'm not in a relationship, apart from when I, apart from the last year or so, I've always as soon as I get out of one, I'm like I need to be back in a relationship. I was like very codependent, and I found that after dad died, especially I, I got even more codependent on people and uh, dependent on friends and stuff. You know, because there's that part missing in your life, and you end up trying to fill it up with other stuff in a way. I was on self-medication with alcohol and other things when I was um, when Dad passed as well. But it's like when with with genuine human connection, sex is it's like the most almost more most pure thing in a way. In the sense of if both people are obviously consenting, yeah, obviously. it's just it's loads of fun. Like you can have you, with the same person, you can have like ten different types of sex without without even doing anything different you without know getting bored yeah exactly I mean, th- if you've got the right person you wouldn't you won't ever get bored exactly and, and it's like there are certain people though that get together and they're not sexually compatible no. that's one of the reasons why i think sex before marriage if you don't have sex before marriage obviously most of the time it's due to religion um but i'd but be I, worried though imagine if they're really really shit or well, they can't last well it's well there's those things obviously but can't... then you wouldn't know because if you've never had sex before you wouldn't know if that person's shit or not well yeah exactly but also if, if like i were... didn't realize that my ex-boyfriend's cum wasn't supposed to be like consistency of rice pudding <laughs> and he told me that was normal oh that's grim but it, with... and it goes up the wall like flubber <laughs> yeah i did oh. not know that that wasn't normal i see i see <laughs> the, um, well, i guess you, you wouldn't would you i mean it's it's it it's not something people obviously talk about that much you know yeah, sex then... education when you're a kid I, I went to a catholic primary school so i got I think I had two lessons of sex education. That was it. I knew, I knew nothing. And like, <laughs> going into Chamberlain, most of what I learned about sex was from Chavs talking about stuff like oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I thought this bird. Well, I, I learned about... I knew what the word... I knew what masturbating was, masturbation. But do you know how I found out the, what the word wanking was? Luke Cromer. <laughs> he literally... I think he's, he said, um, are you going to go have a wank or something? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like wait, what? And he was like, um, a wank. I was like, do you know what a wank is? And I was like, it's when your penis gets hard. And he's like, you fucking idiot. That's a bonus. It's like a wank. When you wank off, when you masturbate, when you wank. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like, but there's so many things in school that, in secondary school, like my parents never spoke to me about sex. Um, and I don't really see your parents sitting down being like, this is what wanking is. Exactly. You know, sex education in school is very minimalist, but I think you still have like an open enough relationship with your kids to be able to talk about it in a yeah. normal way a normal healthy way this is what cunnilingus is <laughs> <laughs> i love the word cunnilingus cunnilingus makes me laugh it sounds like a very like very posh word yeah. but you'd push it into like if you're talking to an intellectual you'd be like you yeah know, i'm doing this analingusly <laughs> that's amazing cunnilingus and analingus i'll have to remember that well i, I know cunnilingus because i i have called it that before i've done that i speak that tongue <laughs> is, that what, is that what you're gonna say <laughs> well I have done both of those things, so uh, <laughs> I haven't had it done to me though. Women have, in the past, wanted to go near my uh, <laughs> my back door. You've but... never had anyone lick your ass. No, no, I haven't. I'm no. a very open person, so <laughs> unfortunately, well, you don't have to. Say not my ex, but say. I have. Um, I have actually licked ass. Yeah. And when I've dropped something on the floor, one time I dropped a, a sweet on the floor, and I, not on the floor, but on the desk at work, and I picked it up and went, "Well, I've licked an arsehole before," and I would put the sweet back in my mouth. Things like that don't bother me as long as you're clean. I don't mind. Well, yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've said to women before. I've um said um when it comes to uh. We've spoken about body chocolate and stuff. Like I'm, I'm fine with food in the bedroom and stuff. Now I'm pretty open to relatively anything uh, within reason. Um, like, gurking up your ass. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but like, I'm open to relatively anything. I'm not really th- uh, that. 
fussed in a sense about whatever whatever gets off the other person um but when it came to like body chocolate and stuff some of my uh women i've been with in the past have been like oh do you really do you want to lick this off me do you want to lick that off me and i've been like i will but just so you know i will lick literally any part of you that you want me to like i've got i don't need to taste it i don't need chocolate there like the taste of your skin is enough for me so it's i'm happy with anything but um so many people are so closed off about it and when people close off you get into uh i was quite lucky because my first sexual relationship was my first proper relationship and my first uh it was in college and stuff first love we lost our virginities to each other it was all lovely and um she was um she she was very open about that sort of thing and was very good at communicating and i contribute a lot of my uh my, my sexual being to her because she when i when i grew up and i I spoke to my guy friends about it and stuff like that and I talked to them about sex and stuff they didn't talk with their girlfriends in that way as much because their girlfriends weren't necessarily as open in that way and communication with relationships whether it's sexual or otherwise is just so key and sex if you get with someone who you can just openly talk with like um a while back I was with someone who I'd slept with numerous times and we were fooling around and playing around and stuff and I was using my hands on her downstairs and I, I don't know why, I was just doing, I kind of, I think my arm was getting tired, I started doing this weird movement, and she just stopped me, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what? She's like, what are you doing? It's like, you've never done that action before in your life, and <laughs> you're normally fine at that sort of thing, but what are you, just stop doing that, and do some, do like, do it properly, essentially. And I was like, at the moment, at the moment I was just a bit like, what? <laughs> I was a bit, okay, sorry, I, I guess I was kind of like half thinking about it, I think I was a bit tired, my arm was aching, bad excuses, but um, because she said that, I was just that's what you need whereas if she hadn't said anything i'd probably been doing that same motion for a while and she'd be and, a bit bored yeah and she'd, she'd have either had to fake which i would never want a woman to do for me i'd rather she's told me what i'm doing is bad and to change it and that's and that's what i had about the first relationship i was in. and all the women i've been with since then have been very uh open about that sort of thing and very good with communicating and that's all that's all i need you know if if i'm going down on a woman and she wants me to go harder or soft or this. If she doesn't tell me, I won't know. And then if I just do the say the same thing every single time and they never complain, I think, okay, this is what she likes. But if she says, you're going not hard enough or not fast enough or you're doing this wrong, if you tell me, I'll learn, I'll pick it up, I'll be better. And it's the same the other way around, you know? You have to... Men, a lot of the time, though, unfortunately, have that... Uh, have an ego about sex. They have an yeah. ego about their penis size. They have an ego about lasting. They have an ego about... Um, it's more insecurities about their penis size. Insecurities about lasting. Insecurities about being able to pleasure a woman because there's a lot of social pressure on, on men and also a lot of social pressure about women of putting out. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, very, it's even in different ways. But if, if people just discussed it more and were more open about it... And when, when I was with this girl, you know, she'd never given a blowjob before... She wasn't that great at it, but <laughs> I wasn't great at cunnilingus, so that's fine. We spoke to each other about it, we found out, and we got better. That's what you do. Exactly. It's with everything. You can't, like with, with anything, with with hobbies, sports, anything, you get better, you can learn by yourself, but if someone else teaches you, you can you exactly. can excel way quicker. Exactly. And sex is the same. It's all about communication. And I just think that's, that's the important thing with friendships, relationships, everything. You know, it's people talking about these things. Exactly. I found out that everything that I was doing, basically, for my first relationship with my current boyfriend was completely wrong. Like, I didn't even know how to kiss properly. (laughs) I didn't even know how to, you know, suck a dick properly. And now, um, obviously, he says to me that I'm doing, like, I'm fantastic and I'm brilliant and that, you know, and it makes me feel like a mini porn star. But then... that's what you want, isn't it? You want want someone to be able to criticise, not criticise the wrong word, but... Critique! Critique, yeah. (laughs) want you to critique you in in a fine way without attacking you but then also is makes you feel gratified makes you feel sexy you know exactly a lot of the women i've been with even when i was like quite fat and stuff like that they'd always say that they find me really sexy and attractive Aww. and that was really great for my self-confidence because yeah. when i was you know i was a fat kid with a jufro who never been with a woman before and then being told i was sexy i was just like holy fuck like never it's really weird and I, it you know. gives you ego it does it gives you it gives you that confidence that you need though not yeah. like a an ego where you're like oh i'm better than everyone but more of a better ego Pride. for example confidence i get still get shocked when i get people that say really nice things about me because yeah. when i was younger i was told that I was ugly um yeah. you know ginger bitch you know all this horrible nasty stuff to me yeah um so i never thought i was ever going to be you know a well, anyone would find me ever attractive. Yeah. Um. So when I started getting stuff on social media, I started getting comments. I started getting people saying really nice stuff about me. Mm. I was just like, 
even now it freaks me out. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, really? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what to do. I've, if people insult me, I know exactly how to take that. Yeah. I either take it, make a joke, take it, retaliate, or take it and say nothing. It's easy. If people insult me, I can deal with people insult me all day long. When people compliment me, because in a similar vein to you, where for so long when I was younger, I'd get complimented on my intelligence um, a fair amount. But when it came to physical appearance, it was fat loser, ugly virgin, just all the time, you know? And it was like, that got ingrained into me and I had a, <clears throat> a very uh, not confident in my body or anything for a very long time. I'm not that confident with it now, but obviously I've lost a lot more weight and I get more compliments about it, so it's easier for me. But when people like compliment me now or, or my appearance, like I've, I make jokes um, occasionally about being ugly or something like that, you know, more in a jovial sense, but now... When I say that, people go, you know you're not actually ugly, right? Like, it, you're not... Like, you, you can make jokes like this sort of thing, it's funny, but you are aware of that. And it, when people say that things to me, I'm just a bit like, I don't know what to say. It's just because I'm so not... I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm getting more used to it, in a sense. But I was so, for a while, when, especially when I lost a lot of weight and a lot of people were complimenting me, I, I didn't know how to take it because I was like, not that my friends never complimented me. That's not like that, but like people you're not familiar with giving you compliments uh, you just don't know how to respond to it because you you, you've never known you know exactly it's and and when it comes to it like because I, I must admit because um especially after school and after college and stuff hmm. um as soon as i hit college and people started saying stuff to me i got a little bit like oh that guy likes me and yeah. all that sort of stuff and then I, I i i got a bit confident and everything like that but even now if anyone says something to me i'm like oh god like what like yeah. oh my god I, I get shy and and stuff like that but um yeah i mean it's, it's, it's weird it's really weird. especially when you're told something ever since you were younger hmm. you had it drilled into your head yeah i mean I absolutely hated myself when yeah. I was a kid because of the fact that I very nasty. I remember one time I won't mention names, but I I broke my foot at school. Mm. Well, not at school, but I broke my my foot, and one of the bullies pushed me to the side mm. and started stomping on my foot. And luckily, wow. it was the one that wasn't broken yeah. because it was just the toe. You see, so obviously I didn't have a crutch or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, was was stomping on the wrong foot. It just wow. pushed me and started stomping on my foot. And luckily, it was the wrong wrong foot. But mm. I was just kind of like what the fuck yeah. and then it was the same boy would he grabbed my head one day and started smashing my head on his cock really strange very strange and at that time i was like whoa what the hell yeah. so so when it come to the fact that i realized guys could be nice because mm. i i had no guy friends at one point and when i realized that guys could could actually be really nice mm. i realized actually they're not assholes they're not because i used to think that all guys were the same yeah well th- that can happen if it happens with a lot of times people when people only have uh, negative experiences from either males or females or a minority you know if if for example you live in a, a small village in britain or Cornwall, of course like britain or let's say cornwall in britain for example where it can be quite isolated you're in a village it's all white people then you have one interaction with say one black person it's a negative interaction and then say a lot of the people i'm not saying everyone in cornwall's racist but you know if, if, if this little village is a little bit racist no, not catching and then, them killers, then. <laughs> <laughs> love hot fuzz and, you know if you get a little community where it's isolated and you don't get any exterior uh, sort of uh, things coming in and then you have one negative thing from a minority or this or that then you'd start thinking oh all black people are bad or all this bad because you've only ever had these amount of interactions with them or if people are telling you like if you have one neutral interaction with a male obviously with your example or a negative interaction with a male and then all the people around you saying oh your men are awful men are this then you just you believe it because you trust what people say in your own experience so it just happens to you exactly exactly it's it's, it takes a lot of time for people to to really get out and that's what i like about the internet and podcasting and youtube and all these sorts of other things of like you you don't have to just take what's in your immediate vicinity anymore. You know, if you want to f- learn about the Gulf War, you just Google it. You know? <laughs> if you want to find out, okay, what is some tribe in Kenya doing? You know, <laughs> what, what do they do there? If you Google it, you find loads of pictures from National Geographic or something, you know? It's, you can, curios- curiosity now gets backed up by, I don't want to say fact quite as much because there's a lot of stuff on the internet that is a bit not quite, fact you know but whereas before it was like well either go to the library or talk to your gran- grandpa and a lot of the grandparents were quite racist and stuff yeah so exactly you try and talk to any of them about it and they've exactly. only had negative interactions with foreigners because they've all been at war and stuff <laughs> a lot of them. so they just think they're coming over here trying to invade us it's like no <laughs> no grandpa not everyone from a different country is like a nazi german okay that's not <laughs> that's not the way it is anymore grandpa just calm down but, oh 
Oh, they were just think they're currently in an episode of Dad's Army. It's just that's what grandparents, people, you know. Yeah, that, that's what <clears throat> that's what kind of things that they grow up. And every generation has its own struggles, you know. And I, I find um, with with parents, for example, like like my parents, uh, obviously my late father and my mum who's still alive. You know, they weren't perfect parents. You know, they're good people at heart. But and my mum now is much better and I love it a bit, obviously. But they weren't perfect parents. But their parents were awful. Well, my my dad's parents, I think, weren't too bad. But my mum's dad, who is still alive, he's my granddad. He's awful. I, I don't like him at all, to be honest with you. Um, and her mum died when I was like four, so I never met her. But he was he was a really horrible person. But the thing is, is that he was. I think he was. Uh, he's eighty something now, um, which means that yeah, he was born around the time. During 80, the war, I'd say 30s normally, because my granddad's 78. Yeah. Um, and I believe, yeah, he was 1940. So. Yeah, so they lived through the war that sort of time. But yeah. You've got to think like one of the reasons I I find their uh, their actions they're understandable, but they're not excusable because yeah. you've got to think like if you go back, let's say six generations. Okay, now that was uh, before the 1900s sort of thing. Now. That's the 1800s. Now, you, now, the thought of the 1800s in your mind, you go, oh, that was bloody ages ago. It's, like, it's not that long ago. Like, really not that long ago. Like, the, the, I, th- I don't think anyone is alive anymore who lived through World War One. but there were people who were alive a few years ago who lived through World War One and Titanic. World War Titanic. Well, exactly, and these sorts of things. It's like, you go back so far, and what happened was, before the 1900s, essentially, everyone was way poorer, except certain people who were right at the very top, you know. But a lot of people were a lot poorer, a lot more uh, lower quality of life. And then you get people where we start getting electricity and the radio and TV. What happens? You get World War One, and people have to <laughs> ration and they have to... Uh, they. Um, they have to ration everything. They're living in essentially poverty. They have to be very careful with all their eating and stuff. They finally start to recover. World War Two happens. The same thing, if not worse, happens again. And then for years and years after uh, World War Two, you know, everyone was on rations again and all these sorts of things. And these par- with the grandparents' generations and the great grandparents, that sort of thing, they had to live through the war. They had to have that stiff upper lip thing. Oh, don't cry. Men don't cry because you've got to go to war and fight. And then the wars aren't the same anymore. And the world will see a very different place. But then you have to think those great grandparents like stiff up a lip. Then they told their kids stiff up a lip, and then they told their kids. And it kind of each generation gets better, and we learn from our parents' mistakes. But like our grandparents, like I'm pretty certain that the majority of grandparents I know of were hit by their parents. Like a lot of the of <clears throat> our parents' generation, so they're the baby boomer generation. A lot of them were hit by their parents. Like my my mum was hit by my granddad. Like it wasn't like a now, if if I was if I had a kid and I was in the middle of Tesco and I backhanded my kid, I doubt I'd get kicked out, but I'd get a lot of shocks, you know. Yeah. There'd be a lot exactly. be a very bad vibe. Back then, eighty years ago, that was the norm. They used to have the cane in school. You used to act up, a teacher would smack you with a wooden stick. It's like what the fuck? Like, it's really bad. Yeah. I guess it would have been quite good if you, you know, one of our school into bullies. Sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine. Or if you're into that sort of yeah. thing. Maybe it made a lot of people into. <laughs> if you're into canes and what? Yeah, got into, you know, what was it uh, sex in the air? I don't care. I love the smell of it. That's the uh, Rihanna song. <laughs> S&M. <laughs> yeah, S&M. but what is the smell of sex though? I've, Sweat and cum. Well, I find that everything sexual is almost in like a, a genre of smell because, like, cleman, well, like female uh, juices. I call it cleman. Um, <laughs> So it's it is I what well it's you know clitoral semen essentially I know it doesn't come out the clitoris but you know it's it, the word I didn't coin the word I just gave meaning to it it was in Family Guy one of the episodes of Family That's Guy so funny. well one of the episodes of Family Guy uh, it's it's on the, the news when Tom Tucker and that woman are talking and it's like um, next up uh, America's hardest hardest new car uh, America's hardest new curse word Cleman find out what it means straight after this and then the next scene obviously nothing to do with it so they came up with the word Cleman and I heard that and I was like I wonder if that's named for female vaginal juices and I was like that's what I'm going to call it from now on. I'm going to call it Cleman. So I may, I don't really want to look it up just in case it's not. <laughs> yeah. Or well, Urban Dictionary. I might do. Maybe I'll have to. But If you're yeah. Urban Dictionary chock ice, you would get a very big shock. I see. Well, I, I have the nickname at work, um, Icy Mike, because one of my mates, Johnny, who I've done a podcast with, he um he likes to give everyone stupid nicknames. And an Icy Mike on the Urban Dictionary is you piss in a condom... <laughs> Freeze it and then fuck someone with That's it. That's a bit like 
like a choc ice, you shit in a condom, you freezer. There we go. Choc ice and icy mic. There we go. How lovely. Oh, that sounds so romantic. <laughs> lovely. Oh, oh God. So horrendous. Oh, that would be so good on Valentine's Day. Oh, Everyone nice just choc- fucking each other with condoms. <laughs> that would be horrendous. Oh, God. Imagine if it's split. Oh, oh, but yeah, again, it's frozen, I guess. Yeah, it, oh, so it's like you it fucking defrost, Mr. Freeze. As it would like slowly defrost while it's inside you, though, wouldn't it? Because the warmth. Oh, that, that's oh, the smell. But with the sex smell, is like you <gasps> sweat smells of a certain thing, semen smells of a certain thing, cleman smells like a certain thing, and even if people don't do anal play, a lot of the time you can smell people's assholes. Like <laughs> they, sometimes you just you have sex. Like I've had it before. Have sex with a woman sometimes. Fucking them in doggy. I can smell their asshole. It doesn't smell good or bad. It just smells like an asshole. It does. Assholes don't smell like shit. It's, it's a very weird thing to say out loud. <laughs> but assholes have their own smell. Vaginas do. Penises do. You know, obviously semen does. But males, uh, the foreskin lubricates the head. Obviously, if you're not circumcised, and that <laughs> liquid's got a smell to it. So it's like all these things. They kind of they're a similar genre of smell. I'd call it. So like the sex smell is like sweat semen cleman anus you know all these yeah like if someone's had sex in a room you can definitely yeah, smell it when you definitely. go in there yeah it's got quite a distinctive uh, yeah exactly. sort of thing yeah but sex is a peculiar brilliant strange weird thing um, it's very strange it is isn't it um i was going to ask also i don't know if you mind talking about it but um it's completely AIDS? changed subject no i don't have any <laughs> i wasn't going to ask you about aids no okay um i was going to say with um uh, actually, I've got two things to say. Yeah, of right, course. Go fi- ahead. Right, I'll, I'll save one. One will be about do Where's My Challenge. Because okay. I want to ask you about that. But okay. before we get into that, I was going to say, we were talking about something before, uh, and I can't remember how we got into it or what it was. But basically, a friend of mine I was talking to the other day, <clears throat> and they were talking about um, abusive relationships. And people... Um, there is a reason I brought this up, but I can't figure out why. So some people, <laughs> some people are going to think I'm just randomly bringing up abusive relationships. But... Um, <laughs> When with people with, with attraction, that was it. With attraction, and you know, you certain people get with people, and you can I'm sometimes not sure why. When uh, if someone's been in an abusive relationship, they're like fifty percent more likely to get into another abusive relationship. Yeah, and that sort of thing can happen quite a lot. And with that sort of thing, it just makes you think how a lot of the time with attraction, and especially with relationships, that you a lot of it you don't even necessarily have a choice a lot of the time like we don't necessarily about that spark with the uh, with um, the girl that I saw last year where everything was in common but she didn't have the spark didn't work out there's that weird thing that you can't describe and a lot of people think it's smell because of uh, pheromones um, a lot of the time you're attracted to someone who has a different type of immune system to you so I find a lot of the time if you notice with couples one mem- one of the couples is normally gets sick all the time the other one doesn't and all the women I've ever dated they always always get ill and I never get ill um, <laughs> because down to a pheromone level like a, a smell that you don't even know you can smell it it makes it so that if if you were really susceptible to the flu and your boyfriend was also really susceptible to the flu, and then you have a kid, all three of you are going to be really susceptible to the flu. One of you gets the flu, you're all dead. But if you get with someone who's really resistant to the flu, and then you have a baby who's also got his resistance, then the flu's less likely to wipe you all out sort of thing, you know? And with that in mind, as well as huge amount of psychological things, like uh, with children, like how a lot of your sexual, uh, the things you like sexually can be heavily influenced by weird things in your childhood you know uh, sigmund freud the psychologist says about the the stages of um develop the developmental stages of oral anal and phallic stages <laughs> of development i know it's crazy there's all sorts of there's so, so posh. well the thing is so many things he talks about he, uh, sigmund freud was a nut job in a lot of ways he was addicted to cocaine he used to sprinkle cocaine in his eye he was <laughs> he was crazy but he was very Sounds very like very clever well yeah party man he um he came up with loads of great theories, and I'm not going to get into them all now because I'll be boring people. But <laughs> the anal, oral, and phallic uh, stages. One of them was like the oral is when babies put things in their mouths all the time, and one of the things that he said was, if you give a baby a dummy or something, um, and then you either give it to them for too long or you take it away too early, they can develop a mild oral fixation. And that can then develop into when they're older, biting their fingernails or smoking, chewing pens, these sorts of things, and all these habits. But it also can turn into sexual things, like some people just really love oral, some people aren't that into oral. Um, look, with the anal stage, he said about... Um, if there's, there's hundreds of examples of what can affect the anal or phallic stages. I'm oversimplifying it. Um, but like... With the anal stage, one of the things was if you're a baby in a nappy and you have a shit and you're left in your own shit, right? If you're cleaned too if you're cleaned too quickly, he says, 
that you become like an anal person you become really clean like a clean freak if you're left in it for too long you can become just fine with mess and if, if you are the right middle ground you can become was normal and all these things of your life that you have no control over that make you who you are and it's so weird that all these sorts of these outside elements you have no control in can determine who you end up dating who you sleep with and how you fuck them and it's so <laughs> weird it, it, it it's so crazy to think about and another thing is um i was listening to this on another podcast they were discussing it where some people think that like uh, fetishes can always be learned in a way by association so um let me think i've i've had uh okay i'll use choking as an example okay uh, <laughs> when i was i don't uh, when i was younger i i didn't like choking women okay i, I don't like choking women unless that's the best there, thing ever <laughs> <laughs> but like because of almost every woman i got with liked being choked uh Who during doesn't? sex <laughs> there you go it's like i've kind of developed a thing where i now it turns me on a bit to, to choke women a bit. Obviously, yeah. obviously, only obviously not to a point where they're black dying. Out and yeah, they're exactly. Dying. It's, yeah. it's with. I want to clarify to any people listening to this with choking. It's not crush the fucking windpipe. <laughs> it's, it's like open your hand, a small amount of pressure on either side of the throat, and a little bit of pressure at the front of the windpipe. And pipe. the best one is when they're doing you from behind, and they've literally got their hands on your hair, and then they're also choking you while fucking you. That's the best one. I've done that before with women, and that is. A very enjoyable and very intense fuck. I'll agree with you there. That is a good one. And so with choking, I, when I was younger, when I first started having sex, I was very prudish with a lot of things. I didn't want to do anything. It just all freaked me out, you know. But then <clears throat> some of the people I'd get with, they were like choking and things. And now I've yeah, I've kind of developed kind of... It's not quite a fetish because I'm not that into it. But I do kind of like it now of choking if, if the girl's into it because that's what... I, it's association i associate you know in the bed the only time i've ever choked anyone is women I've, I've never put my hands on anyone's throat ever except with a woman in the bedroom when they want me to so choking has now become a sort of sexual thing and um, the podcast i was listening to uh, joe rogan who's he's one of the most famous podcasters in the world if not the and um he was saying that he dated a woman or well, went in his youth uh, years and years and years ago and she had a thing about feet she had a foot fetish she loved him uh, like sucking on her feet t- playing with her feet all that sort of stuff and he said he they split up and for a few months after he had a bit of a foot fetish he doesn't anymore because he said he didn't really almost pursue it in a way he didn't go for that and none of the women he's been with have had foot fetishes but knowing that your fetishes can almost just be you do this enough sexually and it can kind of exactly you know I mean? yeah so that was a massive big tangent but i wonder that's all right the whole uh the whole uh abusive thing it just made me all think about like how li- how little in control you kind of are while simultaneously you are like you can't control necessarily who you are but you can control what you do exactly. but, but in turn what you do changes how people act towards you which does actually change who you are and as you grow older obviously you be- you're just a you're part of all your experiences put together. So if you're giving off good vibes and then you're getting good vibes back, as you get older, you'll have more positive outlooks and stuff. So yeah, that's my big old rant, almost a positive rant. <laughs> but um, I-, I want to ask you about um, Dude, Where's My Challenge? Okay. Um, so what, fill people in of how, how you're associated with them. In a okay, sense. so my brother used to do um, quite a, well, it used to be quite a big YouTube channel, unfortunately, due to the YouTube regulations and stuff. Mm. It's unfortunately dropped. Um, I don't know if they're doing it as much as they used to. Um, but it started off in the year 2010, um, and it did hit the million subscriber mark. Wow, and, yeah. Yeah, I um, can't remember how many they're on. Um, but basically, my brother started this YouTube channel with his two friends, um, where they were doing weird challenges, mm. weird things. Yeah, it was quite a lot like uh, Jackass, I remember. Cause... It was, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, back in the day, it was funny and all this other stuff. But I know a lot of people from that channel has now got health issues. Really? Very bad health issues because of what they were doing. Yeah, I saw. And I must admit, I was in a few of them as well, where I did, um, what did I do? I I got cream pied. I hope you mean like... Yeah, my (laughs) ex-boyfriend threw cream pies in my face. Um, I was going to say, not the other cream pie. No, no. (laughs) Cream pie. That's on on Pornhub, not on YouTube. And um, (laughs) that's another one. That's my late night show. (laughs) Um, And then 
there was a well, what other ones was I in? I was yeah, I was I was in a cream pie one. I did a shot of absinthe, mm. um, and I've I was got some absinthe in the kitchen. I was stumbling and drunk. Across, <laughs> honestly, I'm such a I get white girl wasted on just a little tiny like tablespoon of that. Wow, yeah, well I've I've got some. I'm not offering it to you. Obviously, you drove, <laughs> you drove here and it's like I was a, driving. I'd be like off my tits. In it was a, a Tuesday fairy. night, so as well. But I've got some that's seventy eight percent. Comments on that video though. Someone was like, oh, someone should take that ginger girl there and then like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's nice a bit rapey. Yeah. Exactly, Jesus. that's a bit rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with because uh, with dudes, where's my challenge? I remember, I remember a few of them that they did. There was one where one of the guys ate a cactus. Yeah, that was um, that was, that was uh, that's quite funny. It was quite, that was weird. quite funny. Yeah, is that funny with the first bite or two, and then you're just like. I'm just watching a dude eat a cactus now. Exactly. Like, yeah, and there was the one where they got they did the Coke challenge where they put Coca Cola in the in the pot and they boiled, boiled it, it and stuff and they ate yes. it and they were puking. See, and that stuff. was the old days of YouTube. I think that that was really fun. And then yeah. they got into a business and it actually was a business. Yeah. They had their own filming studio. They had all that, and it just got to a point actually where, it, it you know now because unfortunately it's failed in a way because mm. of the fact that um youtube is pulling a lot of adverts down mm. um that they were you know it, it it's sad really because it was such a good channel it was such a good thing and my brother absolutely loved doing it mm. but it doesn't deter him away from doing other things like yeah. I said that he wants to do loads of freelance work and all that mm. so it's it's not open the door in a way exactly it does it opens door and it made i want to start youtube years ago mm. but i was very i was very self-conscious i didn't know what i'd want to do mm. um even now i put out videos but sometimes i think mm, i'm not really proud of it it's not mm. something that i'm really interested in doing i want to do a lot of videos with other people opposed to just myself yeah um and there's a lot of big ideas that i want to do um and entertain and stuff but yeah where's my challenge was always a a very good like it was a good window a good insight to see how something so small Mm. could get as big as it got yeah and it's just doing something that you enjoy and if it gets big amazing if it doesn't you're just still doing something you enjoy exactly and some bad things come out of it of course i ended up meeting my ex um which wasn't good um but and that was somebody who was a bit of a that's actually strange actually that was somebody who come across who remind he reminded me of old school you okay okay. yeah we used to fight like cat and dog back in the day Mm. and then one day when obviously i had grown up he was five years older than me and i had grown up and obviously I was of age yeah. I was um 18 um he randomly we randomly went out of a friend for a drive because he could drive and you know people with cars at the time were so cool <laughs> yeah and then we just started connecting and then I was like a female version of him and then we I remember we just started connecting and we used to sneak out because I didn't want to tell my brother <laughs> about being with him yeah um and uh, it was a massive shitstorm when I got with him and then yeah, he ended up breaking my heart, which is really bad. But mm. he's someone who I wouldn't say he's, you know, I don't want to insult anyone's looks or anything, but he personally, he had a very arrogant personality. Mm. He was asshole, mm. Still an asshole by the sounds of it. Last time I heard that he kicked his ex-girlfriend out of her own house, which is really strange. Um, you know, a, a massive asshole was a totally unlikable person, and you could see it in the comments because hmm. um, he was an old-school person that used to be on there. People were like, oh, that this person... Um, oh, he, I'm glad you got rid of him. He was an asshole. I'm yeah. glad you, you dumped him. He was a dickhead. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, was that with... <clears throat> one of the things I like about uh, podcasts is almost... Uh, is the honesty of it in a lot of ways. Like... With YouTube videos, uh, especially if someone makes their own a lot of the time, then it can be easier to mask uh, what kind of person you are. Or like with uh, with actors, for example, obviously playing different roles. When they go on interviews and stuff, there's their interviews like five, ten minutes long. It's really easy just to cut out anything that they yeah, seem exactly. like a, a horrible person. You just hear rumours about this person being on set and being a dick or this, that and the other. But, but like, you don't believe that. And that's the thing is some of it is rumours and some of it's true and it's what, what can you differentiate between. But with like a podcast, if you sit down and t- talk with someone for two hours straight, unfiltered, it's some people obviously uh, are very good at uh, pretending to be being the person that they're not sort of thing. But nine times out of ten, someone There's stuff to I'd say here that I wouldn't say on YouTube just because of the fact that they're very, very strict. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to do more videos about maybe... Um, mental health mm. and suicide awareness. Like, yeah. there's, like, I'm very open with everything. You could ask me 27 questions, probably the most rudest, crudest, mm. or you know, very personal, and I wouldn't care because I feel like it's just stuff that's happened. For yeah. example, um, 
like I I touched on this briefly with um on YouTube, but I um unfortunately have been hospitalised and tried to kill myself five times. Um, but now it's just learning on that. Yeah. You know exactly, and it's, it's with with this podcast exactly. You can just speak and and say anything you want. I yeah. mean And and it's actually quite liberating better because you haven't got a camera you people can't see you they can just hear you yeah I, I find that a lot the camera is it adds a lot of pressure i found even when like if you're recording yourself as well you kind of thinking am i looking at the camera do i look down do i look here do i look but with with this i keep moving my hands around a lot because I, I i'm very emotive with my hands but <laughs> he's very podcast, good with his hands <laughs> <laughs> but um you know it, in a podcast, no one can see what I'm doing with my hands. You know, a lot of the time I'm actually normally, wanking. Well, sometimes only, only <laughs> the special podcast. Doing a podcast. Yeah, only the special ones. No one knows. That's whenever people hear the uh, that the tap on the oh, mic. Hear, that's the that's the cum spraying. <laughs> yes, oh, <laughs> I, I'm normally to be honest. I mean, I'm not now, but um, I'm normally in pajamas. When I'm not wanking now either, but um, I'm normally in pajamas when I do podcasts. You know, I've normally had a drink or two. You know, hang with um, norm, most of these things I do with people I'm like mates with and stuff. So. They come over and it's just chill atmosphere, you know. I've got my nice chill vibe lamp. I wear pajamas, and when people come over, I just go, wear whatever the hell you want. I don't, you know. It's I, I did a podcast. Um, I won't be releasing it because we were actually way too wasted. But um, <laughs> I did a podcast of my my cousin Charlotte, and um, we only recorded about twenty minutes of it. Um, but we were just drinking loads, and it's a messy. Po- it's one of those podcasts where oh, it, that if, sounds so funny. The thing is, if you released, you I, should I, do a podcast right where you're sat here, you're sober. Just drink, just drink, just drink. And then at the end, it just sounds like you're just listening to sort of German radio station because you're absolutely <laughs> wasted. Yeah, I've thought, I've thought about doing a... Because Scroobius Pip, one of the podcast, the, the guy who actually got me into podcasting, he's, he's a rapper, he's a spoken word artist and a rapper. He's British, he's from Essex, I think. Um, or, North, or some part of London. Oh, I met, he's one of my idols and I don't even know where he's from. Terrible, <laughs> per, terrible person. But he's got a podcast called The Distraction Pieces Podcast. And... Um, he he got me into podcasting basically, uh, and he's got a book out about podcasting and that sort of thing as well. And he was the first podcast I listened to, and he kind of inspired me to do it. And um, I can't remember where I was going with this. Uh, wait, no, I've got it. He does <laughs> he does a he does a drunk cast every month or two with his mates, and it's just him, two of his mates. They go get drunk. One of his mates has got a um, has got like a, a converted shed that's basically a bar. And it, they do like four hours. They just put the mics on, just get mullered for like four hours, and it's hilarious. You know, they just talk about all kinds of different things. So, with my podcast, I am going to expand it more. I'm going to do you know more collaborations. I've got one plan. There's a podcaster. I won't say who, who they are or anything in case it falls through, but they're not huge or anything. They're quite small, like I am. But I was chatting to them on uh, on a couple of podcast pages, and they're from London. And so I'm going to speak with them on Skype. Uh, next Tuesday, I think. Uh, so this time next week. You sound like um, a proper businessman. Well, I, I have to try. I'm quite an organised individual. But I'm I'm, I'm going to speak to them on Skype, and then I'm going to go up to London and record. I'm oh, hoping to record. Well, I was hoping to record uh, potentially two podcasts, as in a part one and a part two, and them have part one on their channel or and podcast. I mean, yeah, or something like that. So um, I am looking to collaborate more. You know, with your YouTube thing, you know, I'm I'd be happy to be. Yeah, on Yeah, no, it'd be really things. really good because I'm always um into doing maybe um videos where you would need another person yeah yeah whether yeah. it be challenge it, it wouldn't be porn or... though okay. <laughs> I'm, well, you, I, I'm single but you've got the boyfriend so you know if he... he can be the one sat there eating a sandwich <laughs> he can be the great <laughs> oh, oh does that mean I have to be the Trump then <laughs> <laughs> you're oh. gonna have to be the Trump okay I'm normally the man okay fair enough I'll, okay. I'll have to take that <laughs> all right I think that's probably a good good way to start finish the uh, podcast yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting close to the two hour mark oh my god I'm really sorry hearing no, my voice for two hours you, that must have been very painful well i'll, I'll split it into two parts so if people aren't happy with it then uh then they can stop after the first part but okay. I, I i think it's been a fantastic podcast it's been very fluid very great and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on oh fantastic if, thank if you, you just want to remind everyone of your if you're youtube and if yes. any other social media and stuff so um steph the crab on youtube steph the crab on snapchat steph the crab on instagram <laughs> uh snap the snap steph the crab on twitter steph the crab on everything basically just google me and there's images of me on google as well wow that's pretty that's apart cool. from nudes there's no news. That's some porn hub. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll make sure I put some uh, links and whatnot. Oh, um, and also I'll put some links on the um on my uh, my videos in the bio and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I'll mention it as well. Well, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people because people want to hear my voice. I'm sure they will. A lot of people watch you on YouTube and stuff will probably uh, really like to hear you like a, a more 
a less edited version where it's just you talking. Just for, yeah. You know, I'm doing a lot of the talking, unfortunately. But oh, um, no, I think it's, uh, it's for last time I've never had a conversation. Last time I've ever had a conversation with someone this long, it's been it's actually been really good. So thank you so much. No for worries. It's me. been it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Uh, I'll put all the links in the in the description that sort of thing. And um, I'm sure we'll do this again. And maybe I'll be yeah. on your YouTube or something. So brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure really having you good. on, Steph. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs> And that's the end of part two. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. Uh, Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, You can listen to us on Stitcher and iTunes and all the usual podcast places, as well as YouTube. So if you want to subscribe to us on any of those places, that'd be appreciated. And if you also want to leave a review, that'd be great as well. Next week's episode is with my friend Wayne. Um, I haven't spoken to Wayne, funnily enough, similar to, to Steph in this way. I haven't really spoken to him since college instead of Steph was uh, hadn't spoken to us since school. Um, so I haven't spoken to Wayne properly in about five or six years, I think. And he's been very busy. Uh, he's now a paleontologist. Uh, he's got a degree in that. Um, and he's also an author. He's written two books, um, which I hadn't looked that much into before the podcast, so I could kind of get to grips with it as well as you guys listening to it and us all kind of understanding it and unraveling it at the same time. Um, the first p- part of the podcast is going to be about his books and the sort of... Uh, the differences in like good and evil in the human psyche and we go real deep into the human condition it's an incredibly interesting podcast and he's a very smart guy the week after that will be just an hour where we discuss very briefly things about paleontology which is um, basically wayne describes it as the study of anything from the dawn of time up till basically human civilization um and the way we are now in a sense um so there's loads of really cool things he has to say about fossils and um the prehistoric era and all the differences in the uh, there's just so much information if you're just interested in anything to do with history or dinosaurs or fossils or anything like that then that's definitely one to check out so yeah part one next week will be about wayne's books and being an author and all the sort of detailings of the human condition and part two will be about paleontology As always, guys, I appreciate each and every one of you, especially ones who listened this far, like right to the very end of the podcast. And I'll talk to you next week.